Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, well, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you today. We have a big show today as the uh, incredible weekend in the Premier League. In fact, around all the European leagues has wrapped up and we get ready for another interminable international break. Uh, We just can't seem to avoid these bloody things. They just keep coming all the time like a resurgence of some bad rash. Uh, We get to break the thing, the greatest soap opera in the world. But nevertheless, we've had an incredible weekend in the Premier League. We're going to get to it in detail. We're going to go through my picks that I gave you on Friday and see how I did. And uh, I have to tell you, this is two cycles in a row. My picks have not been that good. Part of that, of course, are some of the huge upsets going on around the league today. We've had a coaching, a managerial change at Watford. Let's talk about that. Uh, who's next on the chopping block. Let's talk United, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, Everton, Brighton, Brentford, the surprise package, up to their little B business again. So much to get to. By the way, I'd like to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Uh, I welcome you to the show, along with everybody listening on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius Satellite Radio. Um, If you miss any part of the show, don't worry. You can always catch it on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network, where you can subscribe to this uh, show and you can get it uh, dumped into your device as soon as the show's over because that's when the podcast is posted uh, nice and early. Uh, We will touch briefly on the international break. We're going to use a lot more uh, during the week to really get into that. Uh, Watford appoint Claudio Ranieri as the new manager. That's the big news today. And I have to apologize to all my listeners. I Very rarely do I actually listen to uh, myself. And uh, when the show repeated on Friday or Thursday, I, had a, I was actually in the car quite late at night, and I was listening to it. It was playing a repeat, and I realized I was coughing and hacking an awful lot. It sounded like I was chewing and eating throughout the whole show. Well, I apologize for that, and uh, rest assured, I wasn't chewing or eating. I was coughing and hacking, though, so hopefully I feel a little better today. All right, time for a break. I'll be right back after this. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber, and I'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. And we're going to go down my Premier League picks that I gave you on Friday for all the matches this weekend. I didn't do all that well, but uh, I will admit it, okay? I didn't do all that well, but I did get a couple of good results that would have had 
you know, nice paydays. But we're going to look at them. But when I gave you the picks on Friday, I gave you money lines and odds, all courtesy of our good friends at betonline.ag. So this is a good place to tell you that with the NFL back, BetOnline is back itself and better than ever. All eyes are on the NFL right now. The teams are back for another football season. Big match, obviously, over this weekend. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything gridiron football. And if I may just add in here, everything global football. You want Premier League. You want La Liga. You want Serie A, the Bundesliga, Liga 1. You want the uh, Indonesian Micro League. UEFA Champions League, the Europa League, internationals. They've got it all at BetOnline. Head over to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive, let's check this out, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, global football, right to your Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the incredible offers available for the upcoming and current seasons. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And the game started poorly, I will be honest, uh, for my picks this weekend. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, around the gossip world, you know, we had another week weekend for the big Spanish teams. Um, Real Madrid... You know, lose to Sharif in the Champions League, which is which was an absolute shocker, right? I mean, absolute shocker. Barcelona are currently struggling in a big way. And the reasons for that we've discussed, you know, till we're kind of blue in the face, actually, on this show. Changing of the guard, you know, financial issues, sort of end of an era, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the stuff that I talked about. I mean, Barcelona falling to Atletico Madrid on Saturday. Real Madrid falling to Espanyol, who I understand have, have, they have not lost to Espanyol in 25 years. So the Spanish teams, big Spanish teams, of course, you'll forgive me, Atletico. You'll forgive me, Villarreal if I leave your names out of that, but it's not because I don't think you're big teams. You are, in fact, big teams. But the marquee Spanish teams, let's call it, are really, really struggling. And, uh, you know, again, we talked about this ad nauseum last week, so I don't need to get into all the reasons. But when you look at some of the, uh, some of the um, gossip rolling around the back pages, all of a sudden... All of the young talent at these clubs is now looking to be snapped up, if you believe the back pages, by the Premier League. It, it was interesting because in the wake of Pep Guardiola's 2-2 uh, draw with Liverpool at Anfield, and we're going to talk about that game a lot here on this show, uh, Pep was saying, you know, this is why the, champ the, the Premier League is the best league in the world. This is why all the players want to play here. And um, he's absolutely right. I think if you watch the Manchester City-Liverpool game over the weekend, 
uh, you would be hard-pressed to find two better teams in global football. And we can talk about Mohamed Salah, Saladona, as I like to call him. And that incredible individual goal. But Pep, to get back what I was saying, uh, Pep is spot on here. You know, it used to be that players, particularly players of a uh, uh, Latin players, uh, players with a uh, Hispanic origin, whether they're Spanish, whether they're Latin American, uh, or even degree, to a degree uh, Italian players, although they, of course, are the very definition of Latin, um, going to Barcelona and Madrid was always considered the absolute pinnacle of success in their career. It doesn't matter. You can play for Arsenal. You can play for Man United or Liverpool. Going to Real Madrid or Barcelona. Hello, Luis Suarez. Great example right there. Coutinho. Great example right there. Was the absolute pinnacle. And not so much anymore. Now we're hearing Man City are planning to pluck Nico Gonzalez, who's a Barcelona, he's a 19-year-old uh, young player, phenom, on the fringes of making the first team. This is the type of young player that Barcelona pride themselves in identifying, training, and bringing up into the first team. This now going to be picked out early. Manchester City. Looking for Sergio Roberto from Barcelona. His contract runs out over the summer. Yeah, he's 29. Okay, but... The point is that the allure of Spain is waning. And I'm not sure, I'm not, I'm not sure that that's a good thing. I'm not sure there's anything we can do about it. I think it is largely the result of these cycles that I spoke about at great length last week in the game. And yes, the Premier League is a great steward to be the pinnacle of the game for the next 30 years. Because unless all of a sudden the allure of La Liga and the allure of Ligue 1 and the allure of Serie A and the Bundesliga eclipses that of the Premier League. The, the value of the broadcast rights for those leagues is still going to pale in comparison, and it's the broadcast right money that funds the big money moves. Not meaning to say it's the dollar-for-dollar dollar television revenue that goes out to players, but it's the guaranteed revenue in the league that makes these teams so attractive for so many very, very wealthy owners. It's the guaranteed revenue under fair play, allows these teams to pay such large salaries and transfer fees for players. Because remember, financial fair play is a direct correlation between the amount of receipts you make, amount of money you bring in, <clears throat> and the amount of money that you can spend. I'm not seeing any paradigm shift on the horizon. I'm not seeing really any scenario by which any one of the big leagues outside of the Premier League can really compete. And the truth of the matter is, the more big names that go to the Premier League, the smaller the names that stay in the other European leagues, the more parity you get between tertiary leagues like Major League Soccer and Ligue 1 and the other European leagues like Serie A and La Liga. 
and to a slightly lesser degree the Bundesliga. It's going to depend how Bayern Munich do in the Champions League and Borussia Dortmund. It's a really, really interesting development in football, and it's one that we're going to be watching here and talking about quite a lot because it's a part of the game that I really, really enjoy. Um, some other news going around. <clears throat> Mike Ashley knows that if he gets rid of Steve Bruce, he's going to have to pay the whole of his contract up. But you know what, Mike? Get rid of Steve Bruce. He's a horrible manager, and at the rate they're going, Newcastle United are going to get relegated. All right, so much more to get to. We're going to get to it all when we come back right here on World Soccer Radio, on the Sports Byline uh, Network and Sirius Satellite, iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app. I'm Nick Eber. I'll be right back after these messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay with me. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Of course, you can find me here on SiriusXM and the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app. You can find me here Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. That is on Sports Overnight America. Uh, you can find me on these places Monday through Friday, weeknights, talking the beautiful game. This weekend, the game was absolutely beautiful. Uh, you saw probably one of the best football matches you've seen in a number of years. I won't say the best ever, clearly, but I'm going to say it was a fabulous match between Liverpool and Manchester City. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to give you my take on the title race as we are now, what, seven matches in or something like that. And we're now facing another really tiresome and dull international break, uh, which barely warrants my time or your time. But we're going to talk about it anyway. The big news outside of the various upsets and matches uh, in the Premier League, the big news outside of my favorite Brentford getting a huge win against West Ham United, the big news other than Liverpool, City, United, Everton and Brighton all getting draws this weekend. The big news was Watford, who find themselves uh, 15th in the, in the league table, one win in the last five, two wins only on the season, sacking their manager, Zisco Munoz, who brought them up from the championship and um, uh, really did a fantastic job there. But interestingly enough, t they sacked him after what was, no doubt, a disappointing 1-0 loss away at Ellen Road. Now, I have no bone to pick with Watford. I think for a team of their stature to basically win two, lose four, and draw one really isn't all that horrible especially given the fact that last season, you know, they were 15th. Oh, excuse me, last season, they were, in the, they were in the championship. 
And this season, they're not even in the relegation zone. This season, they've scored seven goals. I mean, that's Leeds United territory for goals scored. That's more goals than Arsenal. That's more goals than Tottenham. And they've conceded 10 goals. Guess what? That's, they have conceded fewer. They have conceded the same amount of goals and scored more goals than Tottenham. They have conceded the same amount of goals and scored two goals more than Arsenal. They've scored two goals more than Wolverhampton Wanderers. They are four points out of the relegation zone. With two of the worst teams in football right now, Newcastle United and Norwich, occupying the last two slots. That was a very harsh signing of a firing of Zisco Munoz, if you ask me. The beauty that teams like Brentford and Watford are looking at is the fact that you have teams like Newcastle and Burnley, and to a degree Southampton this year, and Norwich are stinking up the joint. So why not give the guy a little bit of a break? Well, I suspect, first of all, Italian owners in the club, and they hire a wonderful manager. Don't get me wrong. Claudio Ranieri, the tinker man, is a, is a good manager. I mean, what he did at Leicester City alone should let you know what, he's, what sort of a good manager he is. But appointing Ranieri is not going to find lightning in a bottle twice. I mean, he is a winning manager. Eight trophies, the uh, Coppa Italia, the Super Cup with Valencia, the Premier League title with Leicester. He's managed Chelsea, Leicester and Fulham in the Premier League. Sacked from Leicester when they were just above the relegation zone in 2016-2017. I like Claudio Ranieri. You know, he got sacked from Leicester, took a year off, went to Fulham, got sacked from Fulham. Now, I, I'm not suggesting, by the way, that because he failed with two other teams that may not have been that good at the time, that that makes him a bad manager or not a good pick for Watford. I, I don't think that at all. Uh, you know, by the same token, you can turn around and say, yeah, but he won the league with Leicester which he did. But you have to look around the league and have expectations that are, I suppose, realistic is a way to put it, right? Do you, are you telling me that there's a team out there that is going to unseat Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City for the title this season? Are you telling me there's a team out there that's not Chelsea, Liverpool, City, United that are going to be fighting for the top four? By the way, we're going to talk about United in a little bit. They have a huge match coming up after the international break against Leicester City. So does Chelsea, by the way. They have what is going to be a very difficult match against my favorite team in the Premier League this season, Brentford. We're going to talk about all of that in a little bit. 
the point being, I understand hiring Ranieri. Uh, I think sacking uh, Cisco Munoz was really, really, really harsh. Not when you have managers like Steve Bruce, who are still in the league, who still have a job, who just signed a new contract, of all things, right? I, th that to me, well, I mean, there is, there is no fairness. I mean, the one manager who's at the bottom of the table that I give a complete top, a pass to is Daniel Farker. I, I, I like Daniel Falcon. He's, he's a really good manager. I think he's, you know, handling the situation at Norwich as best he can, given that he has, you know, a very weak squad, let's be honest. But Steve Bruce still has a job, and Cisco Munez doesn't? I mean, come on. I mean... <laughs> Were Watford really playing that badly? I don't think so. I mean, look at Burnley. They're in the relegation zone. But you know what? They're playing some nice football, despite the results. They're, I don't see them sacking Sean Dyche anytime soon. Is Bielsa going to get sacked at Leeds? They're one point behind Watford. No, he's not. I think it's very harsh. Nothing you can do about it. Uh, you know, Watford aren't my team. I can't say that I'm particularly vested. But what I can say is um, it's harsh. Anyway, welcome Claudio Ranieri to the Premier League. Welcome back. It's good to have you. He's a nice guy. He's a good manager. And I think he will do well with the club. I don't know that he'll do any better or worse than Zisco Munoz was. By Munich's Dutch forward Joshua Zerksy, who's now turning it on, said he had a chance to sign for Everton and turned them down. I wonder if he's uh, worried about that. In the wake of the game between Manchester City and Liverpool, which was a wonderful game, apparently Liverpool fans spat on, I'm not quite sure who it was, at the Manchester City bench. If they did, you find those fans, you ban them. Those are not fans of any club that I want anything to do with. That's just disgusting. It's unnecessary. You know, it was a hard-fought match with lots of tension, lots on the line, but a deep mutual respect between these two clubs. If you're a fan of your team and you can't respect that respect, you don't belong in the stands. Sorry. Pep Guardiola has done nothing other than manage Manchester City in an outstanding manner to a number of champions, to, to, to a number of uh, Premier League uh, uh, titles and been the manager of a team that has been neck and neck with Liverpool through most of the last few years. His team play exciting, dynamic, positive football, much like Liverpool. Uh, there's no hatred between these teams. This isn't a derby. This isn't Manchester United. Not that that's a derby because obviously different cities. Uh, this isn't the hatred between Man United. This is, I think, the best professional rivalry right now in football. You don't spit on anybody. You don't ever do that. 
and I hope that the uh, powers that be at Anfield find that complete knob end and give him a lifetime ban. We're going to talk about Liverpool versus Manchester City right after the break. We're going to talk about Chelsea, Southampton. We're going to talk about Man United, Everton. We're going to talk about Brighton, Arsenal. And we're going to talk about Brentford, West Ham United. And of course, we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't mention that Tottenham got a big win against Aston Villa. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'll be right back after the break. All right, welcome back to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm Nick Eber. Uh, we have a lot to get to because I said this segment would look back at the Premier League matches over the last weekend, and uh, we're going to do that because there is an international break coming up. Much to my incredible disappointment and disgust, to be honest with you. So the matches we had this weekend were sort of the last hurrah, I suppose before we had to get down to the snooze fest that is international qualifying. And, and, and by the way, if you're wondering, I'm going to just tell you very quickly what we have coming up for international qualifying right now. And I have to pull it up on the computer because I, I, I'm so bored with it. Um, you know, it's not really, it's barely worth my time. But... Um, UEFA qualifiers FIFA. Here we go. Okay, Czech Republic and Wales. Gibraltar and Montenegro. That's exciting. Russia, Slovakia. Woo. That's good stuff, right? Germany, Romania. Azerbaijan, Ireland. Scotland, Israel. Andorra, England. I know that's always one of my absolute favorites. When England play mighty Andorra. Right? Pretty boring stuff. Okay, that's what we got on tap. Let's be honest. It's a real snooze fest. And unfortunately, we're going to repeat it again next month. Oh, God, it's so dull. So dull. But the Premier League was not dull. And let's start with the first match um, on the uh, of the weekend. And it was Manchester United-Everton. And this was a really interesting match, actually, for a, a couple of reasons. Um, number one... United were big favorites at minus 195. Everton were plus 615. The draw was plus 325. Again, all of these money lines are courtesy of betonline.ag. They rested, um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer rested Cristiano Ronaldo's. Ronaldo, Ronaldo's. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, thank you. <laughs> I liked Ronaldez better, didn't you? Um, and he didn't come on until the 57th minute. I think the problem here is that United don't have enough of a threat 
of a constant threat. If you watched the Liverpool-Manchester City match, both these teams threatened grossly at various times during the game. United really don't ever seem to do that. Look, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. As much as I hate them. But they're just not quite there yet, I don't think. Cristiano Ronaldo has been an incredible signing for United, and they have a very good squad. I just think uh, possession through the midfield is a problem with them, and I think they're leaving it too late on some of these on some of these matches to score these sort of last-minute, last gasps, gasp balls. I mean, relying on a guy like Cristiano Ronaldo is okay because he's the type of player that you can re- rely on. I mean, you know, he is the, the best big-game player in the world. But I don't think if you can think of another uh, 31 matches this season that United are going to be able to keep pace with Chelsea, Liverpool, or Manchester City. They drop points to Everton. And I know Toffee's fans will be singing Rafa Benitez's name after they... was That was a comeback. I think Everton came back after going down one goal to nil, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember that game properly. By the way, I do watch most of these games, um, but my memory is not quite what it used to be, and sometimes I just seem to not remember them quite as well. But yes, I believe they went down and then they came back. Anyway, Man United dropping two points, and they are now one point behind Liverpool, one, uh, tied, on, tied with City, behind on goal differential with City, and two points behind Chelsea. It's very tight in the top four. Actually, let's be honest, it's very tight in the top six. And if you want to go even a step further, it's very uh, tight in the top eight, where four points separate Tottenham from Chelsea. Leeds Watford. Well, this was Zisco Munoz's last game in charge. Uh, Leeds United had yet to put any points on the board. Uh, this was a very big result for them as they got their first win of the season, got three points out of the relegation zone. Look, uh, we've said this before. I've said this. Um, I-, I think Leeds uh, play with a lot of energy and a lot of effort, and uh, Bielsa has the team believing and driving out there and doing everything they need to. What they're not doing is scoring the goals that they scored last season. And that is a problem because they're still conceding the number of goals they scored last season. In fact, there are only two teams in the league that have conceded more goals than Leeds United at this point, and that's Newcastle and Norwich. So for them to get a, a 1-0 advantage over Watford, uh, obviously that was the match that saw Zisco Munoz on his way out. A very good result for Leeds United and it's going to get better for them because in the right after the break they are going to go to St Mary's and face Southampton and I think I think they'll win that game anyway I got that match right I said it was going to be 2-0 it was actually 1-0 so that's one for me Burnley Norwich I said Burnley was going to win this match and they let me down this was a six point uh you know this was a six point relegation battle and it was a draw. And, and I should have recognized that and, and do what I always do, on, usually on derbies and draws, which is, you know, you give a point each way. And that's exactly what happened. It was a draw plus 265. It was a pretty boring, by the way, nil-niller. Chelsea-Southampton. I had Chelsea beating Southampton 
by a score of 3-0, and Chelsea beat Southampton by a score of 3-1. Not a big shock there. That kind of went down the line as I thought it would be. So uh, plus 260 on that one, minus 260 on that one. If you bet Chelsea, you're in. Wolves-Newcastle. I said this was going to be a draw. And this was actually a Wolverhampton Wanderers win over Newcastle. And I, why I do anything other than... I should just bet Newcastle to lose every game. All right. Uh, Brighton-Arsenal. I had this one as a draw. I said this was going to be a draw at plus 227. And guess what, folks? It was a draw at plus 227. I said it was going to be 1-1. It was actually 0-0. So not too bad there. Crystal Palace, Leicester. The last I had Leicester winning 1-0 against Crystal Palace, and Leicester actually drew 2-2 against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, by the way, booed off at the half when they were 2-0 down. They came back to win it 2-2. Now, that's a really poor uh, showing from the fans at Selhurst Park. I will tell you that right now. Palace played well. They didn't get things didn't go their way in the first half. They came back, played in a really gritty fashion, and Leicester City really, really, really struggling. Tottenham Villa I said Tottenham were going to win this match and they indeed did win this match beating Villa two goals to one so that was one for me there at plus 115 Tottenham on that one West Ham Brentford now I said West Ham were going to win this but Brentford you know (laughs) what a team Uh, Brentford play with joy with energy with a belief that they can win every game that they uh, with nothing to lose you know when you see a team play with nothing to lose, that's what you have with Brentford. You have with Brentford, and and it was wonderful to watch, and their results have been terrific. And um, I mean, for a team uh, seven matches in to have only one loss, okay, is is unbelievable, right? And their wins have come against uh, West Ham, uh, Wolves, and I believe the first day of the season they beat Arsenal two 0 and they've drawn big boys, by the way. They drew Crystal Palace. They drew uh, Villa, and they drew Liverpool. They're only lost coming to Brighton, of all people. So the B's a lot of fun. All right, finally, we get on to the Liverpool-Manchester City match. I had Liverpool winning a plus 190. The draw is plus 255. This was obviously a draw. Best match of the last couple of years. Um, As much as I love to say that uh, defensive prowess wins titles, defensive prowess will win you a title and will certainly keep you in contention. But if you look back over the last number of years, the team that has won the Premier League is always, almost always the team that has scored the most goals. Yeah, there's a couple of years here and there where... Um, it doesn't work out that way, but last last season, Manchester City, 83 goals. Uh, they were top scorers, okay? 19, 2019-2020, uh, Manchester City were not the top scorers. They had one or two. Liverpool had 85. Uh, let's go back to 18-19. Manchester City, top scorers again. Let's go back to 17-18. Manchester City, top scorers again. Let's go back to 15, uh, 16-17. Uh, top scorers were... Loading, loading, loading. Here we go. Uh, Chelsea, well, by one goal, okay? They were off by one goal. 15-16. Let's do it one last time here. Okay, it's taking a long time to load. But you, you, you get where I'm going here. 
is that you need to score the most goals or nearly the most goals to win in the Premier League. There we go, Leicester City. They were one goal shy of... Uh, well, actually, Manchester City and Tottenham scored a couple more goals than they did, but they were right up there, okay? The point being, what the danger when you look at the title race, and I know people are saying, you know, Man City look incredible, and uh, Manchester City are sorely missing a striker. They clearly had this penned out to be Harry Kane. That was obviously the plan. And that fell apart before the transfer window closed. And they are now suffering as a result of that. One of the things you have to remember is that Gundogan scored a bunch of goals for them last season. There was a really interesting article I was reading. Actually, it was in the BBC. Uh, and was it Jermaine Genus was talking about it, talking about how he likes, still likes City for the title. But he was comparing Liverpool's front three with City's front three. The front three of Gabriel Jesus, Phil Foden, and Jack Grealish scored 84 goals. Okay. And the front three of Liverpool, Salah, Mane, and Jota, have scored 230 goals. I mean, I, th I think that is the statistic that tells you everything you need to go. So I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm not going to say, I don't think Manchester City are going to win the title this year. I think the title race is going to be between Liverpool and Chelsea. And I think the issue is going to become, are Chelsea able to stay relatively injury-free? Not meaning to say that Manchester City are not going to be in the title race. I believe they will be in the race till the very last minute. But I just think that one piece, they are missing. And unless you can present a constantly dangerous front three, teams are going to suck up the pressure and not feel as vulnerable to you and able to hit you on the counter. We'll see what happens. That's my prediction. We'll talk about it more during the week. I'm Nick Eber. This is World Soccer Radio. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. By the way, Jurgen Klopp saying the draw wasn't a fair result is silly. That was the fairest result I could imagine. <laughs> and I'm a huge Liverpool supporter. That result was absolutely fair. All right, be right back after this. All right, uh, welcome back, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I hope you'll join me Monday through Friday, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. I bring you the best of the beautiful game five days a week right here on these networks. And if you miss any part of the show, you can always check us out on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. We're presented to you by betonline.ag. Uh, that Mohamed Salah goal was... Well, I actually thought almost all the goals, all four goals in the Liverpool City game were, were fabulous. But that Mohamed Salah goal was something else. If you are too old and you missed watching Maradona play at his prime, that was a Diego Maradona goal all the way. The confidence, the speed, the quickness on the board, the uh, lack of you know, falling down at the first breath that someone breathes on you, and the finish, beating two or three players, cutting back, beating the keeper. That was a Maradona-esque goal, and I will agree 
with Robbie Earle and Robbie Musto in the NBC booth that said, right now, Mohamed Salah, probably the best player in the world. I'm actually going to say, I think Mohamed Salah is the best player in the world and may have been the best player in the world for the last couple of years. He's just been sort of outshadowed by other players like Erling Brad Haaland, of course, and Messi and Ronaldo. And But you seriously, Salah right up there. Liverpool do need to re-sign him. And if they do, I think it is a bright future indeed at Anfield. All right, uh, let me know what you think. How, how I, I'm, I'm saying it was Saladonna, right? Saladonna. Find me on Twitter, at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'd love to hear from you. Lots of my listeners do reach out to me via Facebook, via Twitter, and uh, we have a conversation outside the show. But never mind, the show is every day. So if you want to get your Jones of the Beautiful Game, uh, this is the place to do it. And also, you can get fabulous music when they cue the right one for the outro, like the Tom Robinson Band, 2468 Motorway, one of my favorite songs of my youth. But anyway, all right, folks, I'll be back with you tomorrow. We're going to talk a bit more Premier League, and we're going to start to get into this really boring international qualifying. All right, until tomorrow. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.